Hello and thanks for downloading this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. We really appreciate it. All opinions expressed on this pod are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or Beyond Radio. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities of both the pod and Shrimps Live full match commentaries of every single Morecambe game this season, you can drop me an email for more details to dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After. This is nice football from Atkinson, building it on the edge of the box. Then the shot comes in. It's a decent effort as well from the edge of the area. And that has Trevor Carson sprawling across his goal and... Does enough to tip the ball over the bar for a corner. Click on from Gibson, looking to play Stockton in. And uh, on the edge of the area, Jonah Ringham might get a volley in here. And oh, he shanked it wide. And he had time to get it under his control and maybe pick a better option than that. We broke away quickly from the goal kick. Flicked on by Gibson into the path of Stockton. Laid it through for Jonah Ringham. And he's got his angles horribly wrong and fluffs his lines into the feet of McConville, who tries to get an attack going down this left-hand side, but uh, he's dispossessed by Joan Royenda, tries to play into the feet of Cole Stockton. That's a fantastic play, and Cole Stockton's bearing down on goal. Great save from Toby Seven initially, and it's all sorts of pandemonium in the box. It falls nicely for Joan Royenda, who finds the back of the net. Great breakaway from Cole Stockton initially, found himself clear, half save from Toby Salmon in the Accrington goal, but Accrington didn't get the ball clear, it falls for Joan Royunga, 15 yards out, and he took his time to pick the bottom corner out and give the Shrimps the lead after 14 minutes. Jonah's fourth goal of the season to make it Accrington Stanley nil, Morecambe one. Pandemonium in the away end, Dave. Absolute scenes there from the, the travelling Morecambe faithful. Certainly, uh, when, when that play launched, obviously, Cole Stockton through one-on-one, you certainly expect the net to bulge there, but uh, it was a good save from the keeper. Eventually, works its way out to Jonah Younger, who slots home. Really good finish from the big man. And uh, despite all of Atkinson Stanley's opening pressure, it's Stanley nil more. Come on. Really good finish, that from Jonah Younger, Matt. I like the way that he took his time didn't panic, didn't rush, there were, the keeper was scrambling to get back, there were Accrington bodies on the goal line as well, but he managed to pick the, the shot into the far corner, great finish, it's only Jonah's fourth of the season, but he scored in back-to-back league games now for the first time this season, to give the Shrimps the lead inside the first quarter of an hour here at the Wham Stadium, Accrington nil more than one, brilliant play from Stockton, to get the ball out towards this right-hand side, Joan Ryan is going to get a shot away, yes! and he's going to make it 2-0 to the Shrimps, excellent play, in the middle there from Cole Stockton got the ball from under his feet moved away from his man into the path of Joan Ryunga on the edge of the box showed a trick to his man and then just buries it in the far corner to double Morecambe's lead and after 26 minutes it's Accrington Stanley nil the Shrimps two and it's a double for Joan Ryunga lovely lovely stuff and he just Cole Stockton there a shout out for Cole he was incredible there to, to pick up the uh, the ball over the top drive forwards I think he megs an Accrington Stanley man as well before playing it through to Jonah and it was a, a clinical finish from the big man to bag his second and Morecambe's second of the game and it's Accrington Stanley nil it's Morecambe two what a start for Morecambe to this game of football fair to say that Accrington had by far the best of it in the opening 10 minutes or so but Morecambe have well and truly come into things as uh, we uh, approach the 27th minute mark here at the Wham Stadium Jonah at the double 
the juggernaut strikes twice in the opening stages here but uh, Cole Stockton involved in both of the uh, Morecambe goals infield once more to Ethan Hamilton and Hamilton is going to try and get a speculative left footed effort there from all the 30 yards yeah, I think it's, it's Cole Stockton it's wide <laughs> yeah it's a, a corner it was a good block but I think this is it's important that Morecambe do stay switched on at all times all afternoon because like we say they started, or, or certainly in the opening 34, 35 minutes of this game, Aki have been quite, quite threatening going forwards, haven't they? Which they absolutely has. defended have. really well. Corner comes in, it's another one right under the crossbar, and it's nodded in by Colby Bishop to reduce the arrears for Appington Stanley. After 35 minutes, it was a really good corner from John O'Sullivan. Used the wind as well, and right under the bar, there was Appington's main striker, Colby Bishop. He scored twice in the reverse fixture. And he's called one back for the host here to make it Appington one more team. Commentator's curse. Commentator's curse, Dave, unfortunately. Here comes Easton Hamilton for Accrington down the left-hand side, battling for it. Hamilton still going, goes to ground. We're really far away from that to see whether that was a foul or not, but either way, the referee's given a free kick. Yeah, it's a big opportunity for Accrington now. More than likely, as you imagine, the last chance of this, uh, of this first half need to make sure that we uh, we stand tall defensively, keep them at bay and take that 2-1 lead into the half-time break. Free kick then for Morecambe to defend. And you think this is going to either be whipped, probably whipped towards the, the big guns, Nottingham, Sykes, Pell at the back post. It's whipped in now, it is towards the back post and it's Michael Nottingham who beats Trevor Carson to the punch six yards out and right on the stroke of half time the hosts have turned it all around here at the Wham Stadium we said we needed to keep it tight just before the break and Stephen Robinson's men just haven't managed to do so free kick on the edge of the box on the left hand tip whipped in right footed and there was Michael Nottingham to beat goalkeeper Trevor Carson to the header to nod it into the back of the net with literally the last kick of the first half to make it Accrington Stanley 2, Morecambe 2. Out towards the left side it goes and lovely Great footwork teams. from Tamani Dagaraga. Silky skills to get it to the oh! back of Stockton! I thought that was destined for the top corner but at full stretch Samin in fairness to the Accrington keeper manages to do so well to tip it over the bar for a corner. Up and over towards the edge of the box as Morecambe just trying to get one more attack going we might be in here on the back post you know McLaughlin looking for options gets to the byline Shane McLaughlin tries oh! to the ball back Oh, it was nearly a hat-trick for Joan Ryunga. Couldn't quite get the purchase on it that he wanted, and it just rolls across the face of the six-yard box. And we missed the opportunity to score a winner in stoppage time. Inches away, Dave. Inches away. That was it. That's a golden chance. Jonah just couldn't quite provide the finishing touch. It would have been his hat-trick as well. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. I thought it was a horrendous game of football in appalling conditions. I mean, it's so difficult to pass the ball. The way Akron didn't play, constantly put balls forward. They were like land of the giants, to be honest. They're a big, big side. So um, they were always going to cause problems in them conditions. It feels, yeah, when we were 2 0 up, that, you know, we should be disappointed not to, to take all three points. In the end, you know, I thought we had the better chances. Um, Cole's had a great save one just rolls across the line as well um, and we've defended well when we needed to uh, much better we defended second half 
would be disappointed with the two goals that were conceded. The, the first one's not a free kick that leads to the um, goal, but we still have to defend it better. But overall, look, if, you, if you're getting a point away from home, we haven't got enough points away from home. And for me, it's a positive. It's a, another game where we don't get beat. And, you know, it's a positive going forward. It was a real positive for Jonah Younger, wasn't it? Two goals for him today. I thought Jonah was. I thought the front three were class. Um, every time we got it into them, you know, they caused real, real problems. I thought Cole and, and Arthur as well, but I thought Jonah was outstanding today. Almost finished it off with a hat trick right at the end. Um, two good goals. We've worked with him that he shoots more, he keeps his game a lot simpler, and, you know, hopefully that's paying off. Downside, two goals, both from set pieces again. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the first one, I mean, the boys are claiming as a foul on Trevor. Um, there's a lot of bodies in there for the referee to see, but we still have to do better. And the, and the second one, he's not offside. You know, we, we were claimed for that. Um, we have to we have to do better with that. You know, but let me tell you, they'll score goals against a lot better teams than us. They are every player that goes in the box, six foot two. Um, we're not the, the biggest or most aggressive of teams, so they're going to cause teams problems on a consistent basis. So we didn't defend it as well as we should have done. Otherwise, we'd be coming away with three points. Um, but to come away from a, with a point in the circumstances and the conditions, you know, we'll take it. Reese Bennett came in to make his debut. Probably an inopportune time with uh, Liam Gibson having to go off having started the game so well. Yeah, I thought Gibbo was excellent for the, the time he was on the pitch. Our, our problem with Gibbo is, we, you know, when he plays, we can't keep him fit. So he's going to be out for a period of time, which obviously causes a real problem with Greg Lee being away. Um, so we threw Reese in, maybe a little bit unexpected. I thought he was, he looked a little bit nervous to start with for the first 15 minutes. But um, in the second half, I thought he showed why we brought him in. He won a lot of really good first contacts in the box when we needed to defend. And he cleared balls when he needed to. So that's what we've brought him in to do. It was a proper derby game, wasn't it? End-to-end stuff. Not many poor tackles. Referees tried to let you let the play go, but fans both sides go away. Happy with the point, you think? Uh, yeah, um, I am already on a fine for making comments about officials, so I won't say anything in terms of the, the quality of the decision making. Um, in terms of the quality of the game, I thought it was poor. I thought it was poor overall. Nobody passed the ball in the wind and the, the conditions. The pitch was lively. Um, so, you know, all in all, we'll take a point and go in another game unbeaten. Another game on Tuesday, another big game for you. Uh, looking forward to that one? Two huge games. Um, I keep saying, you know, sometimes I think um, Morgan fans have to pinch themselves. We're playing Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough, an iconic stadium, and we're playing Bolton at home, which probably what hopefully will be our biggest crowd, maybe a record-breaking crowd, so we've got to enjoy it. I feel that we've turned a corner. We're getting results when previously we would have lost and caved in and, and shown real character, which we've done again in the second half. So two really good games to look forward to. Steve, thanks as always. Cheers. Now Alfie McCallumont, no Ryan McLaughlin, what news on those Steve? Alfie tweaked his hamstring in training, so hopefully it's short term. Um, Ryan McLaughlin, we're hoping um, he will be available again on Tuesday. I suppose given our issues, certainly at left back, we need all the defenders we can get. Yeah, it's you know obviously with Greg going away, it's woeful timing for, for Liam to get injured. And I thought he started the game really well. I thought he was dealing with Sullivan really well, but... Um, Obviously, I had to make a change. Jacob Badu goes out there in an unfamiliar position, but done well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's critical we get Ryan McLaughlin back involved again. And the phone hasn't rung for Cole yet. Still a few days of the transfer window to go. How do you feel it might go in the next couple of days? I've no idea. Um, unfortunately, when <laughs> you're at a club at the bottom of the pecking order, um, you're not in control of that. You know, people come in and make offers. Nobody has done. We've had absolutely zero contact. That's not me trying to make it go away there's been no contact there's been no offer and until the right offer comes in and the later it gets it needs to be a hell of an offer to, to let someone go 
that scored that amount of goals because you can't replace that at this late stage. I suppose that's the issue, isn't it? It's the longer it goes on. If the phone does ring on Monday, that doesn't give us much time to. No, but let's let's make no mistake. We're not going to replace goal. We, you know, clubs like ourselves don't replace a twenty goal striker. You, you don't replace them. Simple. Um, I've said all along. There's a price that's fur. There's a price that you know we are a development club. We are a club that has to sell players to stay alive, and there comes a fur price, but it certainly won't be for below that. And perhaps one more movement coming into the club as well. Yeah, we're trying to get uh, another bit of pace up front in the club. Um, with Gibbo's injury now, perhaps we have to look at something else. We don't know how Greg Lee's going to come back from three games in it, and I still duty as well. Um, so we've got racing. It's it's a case of do we need one or do we need two? But we're trying to do business. Not quite as easy as it seems. And final one from me, Stephen. Speculation about movement going out of the club. Maybe Ryan Delaney. Is there any news on on any outgoings? No, nobody's leaving the club at this moment in time. Um, that may change over the weekend. Um, obviously, we're short in defenders as it is. So we definitely certainly have to get people in and, and assess injuries before anybody goes out. I did word we'd like Ryan to play games. Um, but at this stage, I just need to weigh everything up and see what injuries we have come come Monday morning. Enjoy the weekend, Gaffer. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Well, Ryan, a 2-2 draw rocking today. Uh, your thoughts on the game? Well, to be 2-0 up and then concede from two set pieces, which we've clearly worked on through training over the past weeks is quite disappointed but to come away from to come away from here with a point is well at the end of the day you would if we started off said get a point at the end of it we'd take it over the years it's not been the greatest of hunting grounds for Morecambe so as you say a point is a point in the right direction yeah it's a point gained at the end of the day we just got where we are in the day we just got to keep picking up points and if we keep the momentum going I'm sure we find it by the end of the season What's it like to play in? Because the conditions, the wind, it wasn't raining, but the ball was going everywhere. Was it Was it really tough? Yeah, um, it's a tough one. The first half, you seen the wind was going one way, and second half, it was going back towards us again. Like, it felt like the wind just kept changing. It was, you couldn't really judge the bounce of the pitch because it was firm ground, it just bounced highs. And then, especially when it went long, it just either held up or flew right past us. Look at the game as well. To take a 2-0 lead, maybe against the runners play, but two good finishes from Jonah Younger. It was a great start for you. Yeah, um, Jonah's been working hard in training. He's kept his momentum going from last week and delighted for him to get two goals. But like I say, when we were 2-0 up, we thought maybe we could go nick another one but to make it free. But we was on the back foot with the wind and the conditions. And then I think the set piece is kind of... The first goal kind of derailed us and then they got a second. But in the second half, we defended well. We had a couple of chances. Jonah scored for the third. But a good point game at the end. Second goal for them, right on the stroke of half-time. If he could have just taken it into the break at 2-1, that might have just made a difference. Yeah, um, to be fair, it's a good, good delivery went in. And personally, I don't think it's a free kick. But I feel like we've just got to defend it better. But 2-2, two, two, and this if you were sitting there at half time we would have took it but just because we were 2-0 up and it was still we were 2-2 it was quite disappointing to go into the break at all Talk about yourself you're back in the team now last few games are you happy with the way things are going? Yeah um, well I feel like I'm playing well recently and I felt like after the week well on the Friday the wicked game Ryan, Ryan dropped out of illness and then, so I took my chance and at the end of the day that's all I can do for the end of the season now it was a battle today, but you seem to enjoy it. Yeah, um, I enjoy a battle like local derby. You knew what was you knew what was happening, and I never backed down from the battle. But 
that's what I relish on and then to keep the whole of the team continue to battle throughout the 90 minutes it's the Shrimps Verdict podcast part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio a cold windy Wham Stadium where it's finished in the Lancashire Derby Accrington Stanley 2 Morecambe 2 a thrilling pulsating encounter similar to the game at the Mazuma earlier in the season really perhaps the quality in terms of overall football uh, wasn't there for various reasons but uh, a great game in my opinion nonetheless not so in Stephen Robinson's case we'll talk about that in just a second hello from Dave Salmon uh, Matt Smith alongside me as ever and uh, Matt honours even I think overall probably about the right result yeah um, based on the second half um, I think it's the fair result first half I mean the scoreline doesn't lie obviously uh, going at 2-2 but I think 2-0 up I think we were cruising yeah. uh, I think we were terrific um, difficult conditions obviously to play football and it goes without saying but yeah I think uh, we, we, were, we looked confident we looked in control when we were 2-0 up and then it's just a terrible time to concede you know it's arguably one of the worst times to concede during a game just before half time but um, yeah I think even in the second half there were plenty of positives to take some massive chances for, for either side most notably for us obviously the, the, the late Jonah Younger uh, flick on which very very nearly trickled over the line but um, all in all yeah I have to agree I think uh, I think a point each is, is fair to go two goals clear perhaps slightly undeservedly but we'll, we'll take it all day long two great finishes from Jonah too and then to concede two goals again our old Achilles heel the set pieces yeah um, it's interesting the um, lead up to the free kick was it a, a foul um, quite possibly again um, I mean we said on comms we didn't have the best position to, to see the game um, but ultimately speaking the the, the decisions were made and, and we had to defend them yeah. and I don't think it was a, a, a case of us not defending them properly I think it was difficult conditions like we say I mean I, I said it during the, the first uh, sorry the second half I think the ball that comes over for their equaliser Carson is, is so confident at coming out and claiming crosses like that and I think it's just held up a little bit in the wind and, and fallen nicely to, to their lad who, who pokes home um, from close range so sometimes these things go for you sometimes they don't but Ultimately speaking, yeah, like we say, it was uh, quite a, a high-tempo affair in the second half. Um, difficult to play proper football in those conditions, but again, yeah, I think it was quite an entertaining game. Now, when we'd stopped recording Stephen Robinson's post-match interview, he said it's the, the worst game of football he's ever seen, more, more akin to a, a, a game of rugby. I suppose he, he has got a point in terms of the overall quality of the action. The pitch plays a part, the wind plays a part. I suppose the occasion plays a part as well. But for me, despite perhaps the lack of absolute quality, it was still a great game to watch. Yeah, it's it's a derby, isn't it? You're going to get for that reason, yeah. yeah. You're going to get it is going to get fierce. You are going to see passion on display. Um, you're going to see strong tackles going in, um, and ultimately four goals as well to boot. It's just a shame, like we say, that we couldn't find the winner. But um, but yeah, I, I think it was entertaining in a different way than your classical end-to-end game of football I think it was entertaining for different reasons yeah let's talk about Jonah then Matt he's now scored in back-to-back games for the first time this season three goals in, in, in his last two appearances and he was absolutely terrific this afternoon once again he was I was greatly impressed with with Jonah um, I really liked his link-up play with Cole Stockton this afternoon and Arthur as well Arthur deserves a mention I thought yeah. he was really good as well but 
you know, a perfect example being the second goal. You know, Stockton picks up possession, drives forward, cheeky little nutmeg there, and, and then lays off Jonah. And um, it's it's a really well, really strong signs of a partnership that could really take us forward going into the later stages of, of the season. So, yeah buzzing for him as well because he's worked really hard obviously after his injury he had a lot of uh, critics um, and he certainly answered them um, in the last couple of games certainly the front three greatly impressed the gaffer he described them as class all now I, I don't think I'd disagree with that I think they, they were a real Gary Atkinson a real real handful certainly at the back Cole could easily have added to his 20 goals already but uh, two assists in the back for him yeah um, and, and I said it during, during our show you know He's, he's not just a goal scorer um, he's so much more than that don't get me wrong he's a prolific scorer um, 20 goals in all competitions up to this point certainly uh, confirms that but yeah I mean he he, he assists he creates chances he, his hold up play is excellent he brings people into play um, so yeah it was a solid shift from Cole for different reasons than what some people may expect they are absolute land of the giants though aren't they Accrington there's no question about that they make no secret of that they are what they are I don't think I've ever seen a forward being taken off at half time granted he was injured but they did have striking options on the bench they then bring a big defender on who plays as a centre forward for the whole of the second half so that was a a definite tactic but I thought we handled that quite well we did handle it well um it was a strange decision well, from my it? point of view. Um, there were certain stages in that second half where, you know, the lad picked up possession in areas that you'd really want a, a, a striker, to be honest with you, to, to be in. Um, so a bit of a strange one for them to rely solely on potentially their aerial threat. Um, but ultimately speaking, it's, it's their decision to make. And, and like you say, I think we, we cope with it well. Um, and it was a much more solid defensive performance in the second half. Even in the first half, you know, I was greatly impressed with with how we stood up defensively for most of the first half. You know, they were they were creating good chances, getting into good areas, and for us, it was bodies on the line and blocks and all the stuff you really want to see from from this Morecambe defence. So it was just a shame that it was just those two moments really that. Uh, that, that ends up conceding obviously the two goals and, and we end up taking one point the north, rather than all three it shows Matt though doesn't it how key a partnership Anthony O'Connor and Jacob Badeau has, has been for us since Jacob came to the club Gibbo went off we had to bring Jacob across the left back because we didn't have any other options difficult debut for Reese Bennett I think he grew into the game as it went on but of course he's never trained with the club before he certainly never played with Anthony O'Connor before and it was no coincidence at all that we conceded those two goals after we had to make that change. Yeah, it was unfortunate, wasn't it? You know, we, we all know what to expect from Gibbo. Um, and it, I, we just hope that it's not as bad as it, it, it possibly could be. Um, but yeah, um, sometimes challenges like that are thrown your way and, and you've got to try your best to, to cope with them. Um, and I think all in all, I think we, we did enough to do that. You know, like we touched on, you've got the... The lad who only signed yesterday comes in, hasn't trained with the squad, so it's going to be difficult for him. Of course it is. Um, but once he did settle into the game, he showed signs that we've got a really good defender on our hands to, to bolster the already um, impressive partnership of, obviously, O'Connor and Badeau and, and the rest of the back line. We've only lost once in the last five league games. That's a decent enough run. We should have got something against Wigan as well, so we should be unbeaten in five in the league, really. And it's all about that points accumulation, isn't it? The results did go for us today. We've pulled another point clear of Crewe and Doncaster and Gillingham. So it is all about that points accumulation and 
picking points up on the road, which we have struggled to do this season. Yeah, um, and everybody knew that when we came into this league that there would be positive spells and there would be more difficult spells. I think you'd be naive to think differently. Um, we've certainly had relatively tough spells so far, but we've also had really positive spells. And it's really pleasing knowing that we are currently in a positive spell, like you say. Um, the, the the results could have been different in terms of the Wigan uh, the, the Wigan uh, game. Um but to come to a place like Aki in the derby and, and take a point to get the, the three points against Wickham last season, we've certainly got that momentum and that confidence behind us at a really valuable time of the season. A test of that positive spell though on Tuesday, but one we are really looking forward to, Matt. I've been to Hillsborough as a fan. I've never worked there. There's going to be another massive crowd. I think it'll be similar to Ipswich at Portman Road because it's a similar kind of stadium, a slightly old-fashioned stadium in some respects. Good ground, Hillsborough. 20 odd thousand crowd it's going to be a great occasion for us absolutely you know it's another massive uh, massive club at this level for the shrimps to face um, we, we've talked about obviously going to Portsmouth going to Sunderland going to Ipswich uh, to name just a few examples you know um, and it, again it's just a, a, a nice little reminder that we are facing these massive clubs at this level um, through our own hard work it's not a cup tie we're competing at the very same level um, so it's certainly one to enjoy for the fans for the players but also you know why can't we go there and get a result cheers Matt you are shivering just as much as me so uh, let's go and get one thank you very much cheers now a game that we've been looking forward to for a long time coming up for Morecambe on Tuesday the Shrimps away at Sheffield Wednesday in League One full match commentary of course here on Beyond Radio Shrimps Live live from Hillsborough with myself and Abby Rodwell alongside me on Tuesday from 7.30 for Team News the Builder and of course the whole game live ahead of the action on Tuesday I've been talking to James Mappin James is the host of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast lifelong Sheffield Wednesday fan and the ideal person to get the full lowdown on Darren Moore's men ahead of the Shrimps trip to Hillsborough on Tuesday. So James, thanks uh, for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Before we talk about uh, matters on the field between the two sides, it would be remiss of me not to uh, plug the podcast and everything that you do. So tell us everything we need to know about Wednesday till I die and everything that goes with that. Yeah, so as you named it, you know, Wednesday Till I Die podcast, uh, we do, you know, three shows a week, um, obviously talk about the games at the weekend, obviously midweek games as well. We also have a bit of a football phone in that we do um, in the in the midweek as well. Uh, and then we also do like a, a preview show speaking to fans of the opposition and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> Done it for just over a year now where we also have Giles Cook, some some listeners might uh, recognise the name, obviously play for Sheffield Wednesday, current um captain of Grimsby so he comes on every week still lives in Sheffield still fond of the club and stuff so that's that's good to get his uh, his insight into it but now I'm really really enjoying it and uh, I enjoy more just speaking to other fans as well and getting to know their uh, their thoughts on on things but yeah um, you can get us on on Twitter it's at WTID pod and on all the podcasting platforms and it's one of those podcasts James if you don't mind me saying so that uh, it's a proper fans pod isn't it it's not corporate in that way it tells it like it is. It's very opinionated, and I suppose it's everything that you'd want it to be in that regard. Yeah, of course. If we've played rubbish, I'm going to tell you we've played rubbish. You know, uh, we we give it from our own opinion, whether people agree with it or not. That's the beauty of football. Everyone all, always has a different different opinion, and and we, you know, like I said you've took the words out of my mouth. We we say it how it is. You know, if we played well, we'll say it. Um, 
yeah that is it's, you know by the fans and and for the fans there's no beating around the bush or or anything like that and uh, you had our, our friend uh, Tom Collins from uh, Shrimps Online on uh, on recently as well to preview the game so uh, get on that Wednesday till I die check it out on all of your uh, whatever you get your podcast from just uh, just google Wednesday till I die you will you'll see everything you need to know so let's talk then James about the league one campaign so far in fact let's go back to to last summer Do and I suppose <laughs> I suppose from a Sheffield Wednesday fan you are a, a touch aggrieved or, or maybe maybe you've got over it now perhaps but a, a touch aggrieved that that you're even in league one this season in the first place given everything that happened last season yeah, I mean, last season, last year we try and forget about it. To be fair, but obviously, you know, everyone knows about the points deduction and, and things like that. Um, obviously, yeah, it went it went right down to the wire the last game of the season. Which, to be honest, I think most people had kind of given up hope that we were going to survive. You know, around Christmas time. To be to be honest, we were we were playing poor football. We couldn't we couldn't you know score a goal, let alone win a game to save his life. And the fact that it did go down to the last game of the season was a bit. You know, bizarre and strange. It was almost like no one wanted to stay in that in that division. Obviously, Derby and Rotherham, Wickham as well. They, you know, they had a bit of a late charge, but but there was lots of teams that just you know were faltering, and we just couldn't quite capitalise on it. But like I said, it wasn't you know it wasn't a case of being that disappointed that we'd got relegated because I think we'd we'd, we'd all kind of accepted it. Um, all right, if we'd not had the points deduction. We could have stayed up. I know there's a whole the Derby thing that's rumbling on and on uh, and things like that. But you know it is what it is. On on the face of it, we just weren't good enough that season. So based on that, we, I think you know we did deserve to go down. Really, one of the favourites inevitably to then go straight back up. Of course, you had a great start to the season. It's not gone ever so well towards the middle part of the season. Where do you feel that you are as a club now? in comparison to where you hoped you were going to be at the start of the campaign? Well, it's a funny one because when we when we did get relegated, it was quite a worry because a lot, a lot of players left. Um, you know, Tom Lees, Adam Reach, Jordan Rhodes, Kieran Westwood, the list goes on. Huge players. Some, some rightly uh, in terms of, you know, we couldn't afford their wages and things like that. That's probably a part of why we are where we are now because of the mistakes that were made, you know, in, in, in years gone by. Um, but you looked and we, we had the bare bones. We didn't have any hardly any players. You know, we knew that we were in a embargo, so we couldn't, you know, spend any money and things like that. So it did when we got relegated, it was almost like what you know, you said favourites to come straight back up, but at the time, I don't think we probably were. It, it were only due to the fact that Darren Moore's brought in, you know, I think he brought in fourteen players in the um in the summer that and and good quality players as well on the on paper um that that we then kind of became um a, a favorite to go straight back up and i think that i think that was that was right that's you know that you know an honest assessment of the uh recruitment back then but it's just not it's just not worked um we've spoke on the pod quite a few times that the players we've signed are all like championship quality players and i don't think that's what's needed to get to get out of this division uh, we need to sign players that have uh, a, a mixture of both really the players that have actually experienced league one and know, and know what it's like to get out of get out of this division um yeah the season started off really well it were you guys that <clears throat> kind of ruined it because you gave us the first first defeat of the season and uh, it kind of went went a bit downhill there from there but uh but yeah i think we just we just need to kind of manage expectations um 
we've not played great football all season. I think Plymouth, the 4-2 win at uh, home against Plymouth was probably our best performance of the season. Um, and there's only been maybe Sunderland before that, um, the, the home fixture that we that we won, that, that you could say was being a, an actual you know full 90-minute performance. So the fact that we're still within a chance um, shows you what this league's like uh, and also gives us a bit of uh, positivity that we can that we can perhaps mount a charge if we can put a bit of a run together. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever known anything quite like this season, uh, to be honest, in terms of, it's an old cliche, isn't it? Anybody can beat anybody. And I suppose it's, it, it is true in most divisions, but certainly in League One this season, it seems it seems that that is definitely the case. We, we, we beat yourselves, we beat Wickham last week, who were top of the table. We lost the crew who were bottom of the table. We were 3-0 down against Doncaster, rock bottom of the table. And it's it's been so strange this season. Yeah, it has. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just looking at the the recent form for the you know the teams that are above us, everyone slipped up, and you know it is a case of you can put, if you can put that run together. And Wigan are the, probably the only team that have consistently played well this season. And they've got loads of games in hand, and and they they're rightly so top of the league. But there's no no reason if you know if, if we can get things clicking um, that we can that we could mount a bit of a charge. But it's just, as a fan, it's just frustrating. We've had, we'll probably come on to it, but we've had a multitude of injuries, which is which has not helped. Um, you know, some of our best players, Massimo Luongo, um, Josh Windass, they're just two to name that have been missing for large parts of the season. And uh, they've now come back to, you know, fitness and, and are playing, you know, played in the recent weeks. And they've been a huge miss throughout the whole whole season, really. Let's go back to that game. It seems September seems a, a very, very long time ago, doesn't it? Does. it? it seems almost a lifetime ago, but uh, only a few short months. And and for me, it was it was a, a bit of a strange game, really, in the sense that you absolutely battered us for an hour. You played us off the park. You gave us an absolute footballing lesson in how to pass the ball around, but you couldn't get the ball in the net. wasn't for once of trying from from your part, and then. We scored quite a, well, quite a fortuitous goal, really. An own goal dribbled over the line from a corner, and then we seemed to be the, the dominant team for the, the, the remainder of the match. So, so it was a bit of a strange one, really. But I think we came away from that game thinking, well, how have we got the three points there? We'll certainly take it, and it might prove to be a huge three points for us at the end of the season. But it, it was a strange game at the Mazuma, to say the least. Yeah, I think. You said we dominated. I think we dominated, but without causing any real threat. You know, we didn't create any clear cut chances. All the chances were, you know, speculative efforts. Or you know, the, the, you know, there the weren't anything where you say, "Oh, he should have scored there," or mm. the keeper pulled off a great save. Um, that would that had been our trouble throughout. You know, the the early part of the season was scoring goals and creating chances. I mean, you, know, you mentioned there obviously we went behind that was the first goal that we conceded as well the whole season. So it was almost like, and this was a criticism at the start of the season, we we, we didn't really have a plan B. We went behind and obviously you guys rightly so shut up shop and, and um, you know, stopped us from playing, but we we didn't know how to, how to break you down. And obviously it's more difficult when you, when you're one goal behind, um, to do that and that's something that we have lacked throughout the, the season is that cutting edge and uh, to break the teams down because you know there's, there's no no denying when when teams come up against us you know again rightly rightly so sometimes getting a point is is a fantastic result and that's just the nature of of how it is and 
we need to find that way of, of breaking the teams down. And, you know, when you're missing the likes, like I said, Massimo Luongo, Josh Windass, yeah. they're the players that can, that can create that magic. I know we've got Barry Bannon, who people say is one of the, you know, one of the best players in the division, if not one of the better players in the championship as well. But um, you, you need to, you know, like I said, we, we, we were dominating games, but without causing you too many problems. And uh, yeah, we, we came away from that game frustrated, uh, but also that was, like I said before, about managing expectations. Because as I said, we were top of the league at, the, at that point, um, not conceded a goal, three mm. wins and a draw. And we were almost thinking, no, oh, this league's too easy. So it, it brought us down a peg or two anyway. <laughs> when you see on paper though, James, you look at your squad and, and you look at those play, look at Windass, you look at Barry Bannon, you've got a, a Premier League goalkeeper on loan, Lee Gregory up front. You can go on and on and on, but yeah. games aren't won on paper, are they? It, it, you've, you've got to know how to play that division and, and playing in the Championship or playing in League Two, there's a different way of winning games in League One entirely. Yeah, there is. And I, th- I think we're still trying to find that that way, to be honest. Like I say, it's not helped with all the injuries. Darren Moore's been a bit of a tinkerer. Uh, he's, he's, he's chopped and changed the, the, the side every week. Um, last week, incidentally, was the first time he'd named an unchanged side from the week before. Again, rightly so, because the 4-2 win was the best performance that we'd had this season. But then we're going to ship three goals against Oxford and lose 3-2. So um, I'm expecting a lot of changes, or, or at least a few changes. Obviously, we've had some new additions that we'll, we'll probably get onto in a, in a second as well. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot different than what we thought. Like like I alluded to before, we perhaps needed some players that have that are experienced in League One and know what it's like to to get out of this division. Um, like I said, all the players we brought in had got Championship experience. I think we tried to play people like play teams off the park. Um, I think if we'd had, I don't want to keep making excuses and harping back to the injuries because every team has injuries. I'm sure you're going to tell me that you've had players that have been out for however many weeks and months and things like that. Um, but I, I, I do think that when you've got three, four, or five of your, you know, first first name or first team starters out with injury, so you're always going to struggle. Uh, the fact that we brought fifteen or well, fourteen players in in the summer again, I think Darren Moore trying to find his his best eleven. It's not ideal trying to do that, you know, throughout the the course of the season. And I, I still don't think we we know what our best eleven is. It's been changing that much, but you know. Um, it's it, League One is certainly a strange old league, and I can see why the likes of Ipswich, Sunderland, Charlton, Portsmouth have, have all struggled to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the team then, James. To the people who weren't at the Mazuma, I suppose a lot does change from September to the end of January, doesn't it? Tell us everything we need to know then uh, about Sheffield Wednesday formation, players to watch. What do we need to know? Yeah, well, I think we played a, we played a four two three one uh, when we when we um, when we played at the Mazuma. We've not played that since since we played Bolton, which was like probably four or five weeks after uh, after Morecambe. Um, we've switched to a three five two, partly down to um, to injuries. I think initially we changed because we couldn't, you know, we weren't creating enough enough chances. The chances then came, but then injuries meant that we've been able to not been able to go back to that that four two three one system. So they're likely to to start with uh, in a in a three five two um, on uh, on Tuesday. The um, we have brought some new additions in. Uh, we've we've brought in um, Jordan Storer, another centre back uh, from from Preston on loan. We brought in Harvey Dean, um, another centre back from Birmingham. 
all with you know championship experience and of, of all being playing this season as well. You know, Jordan Stories fell out of favour since the new managers coming at Preston. Harvey Dean, um, even though a club captain and player of the year last season, I don't know what's happened there, but Lee Bowyer has allowed him to uh, to leave as well. So we, we've bolstered the the defence. You know, we, we didn't have any centre backs for for quite some some time. So it'd be interesting to see whether both of those start obviously this weekend against Ipswich, and then uh, we've got yourselves on. On Tuesday, um, players to watch. I've mentioned Massimo Luongo and Barry Bannon. I think that goes without saying that those two, yeah. you know, really do pull the strings in in the middle of the park. When when Luongo's been playing, he's allowed Barry Bannon to to move a bit further forward, which is his better position. Um, we don't want him picking the ball up off the back four. We want him getting in those advanced uh, positions. Mm-hmm. His, his range of passing and and his it can it can pick a pa- pass out from anywhere, which is um, which is one of his you know big skills and you mentioned him as well Lee Gregory um again he's a goal scorer you know give him the I think he scored eight goals this season he's got five assists as well so he's, he's not just um his goal scoring attributes it's you know he's not afraid to you know lay it off and and you know and, and set someone else up as well you know he's not greedy and just wanted didn't just want to score loads of goals I was hoping that Lee Gregory is going to be that 20 goal a season striker because he's someone that we've missed um well, we haven't had one since Neil Mellor last time we were in League One, so that's that shows you how uh, how long ago we've been missing a, a striker. We've certainly got not got a uh, um, a Cole Stockton like like yourself. So um, that you know, the, he, Lee Gregory is another one to watch. Um, it'd be interesting what Tyrese John Jules does. He's come mm. on loan from from Arsenal. He's a, a young striker. I don't, I don't really know where he kind of fits in uh, in the in the formation. I'd like to see Josh Windass start these next uh, these next two games because he's, he's he's come off the bench. He's scored four goals this season, but he's only played 170 minutes of football. So I'd like to see him uh, con- continue that um, that run of form. But it's, you know whether he's a super sub or whether he's going to start will. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to find out in, in terms of like style of play and stuff like that um it's been changing throughout the course of the season i think we we now we like to get the ball down and pass it we're not a i dare say a gillingham uh, play a long ball we like to let's say get get it down and, and play football with yeah, a Wickham as well. Uh, there's a couple of teams in this division. <laughs> you know, we, we we play it out from the back. Uh, we 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 get four. We have been going a bit more direct, but like I said, direct doesn't necessarily just mean um, long ball. You know, just a few you know fewer passes to get yeah. up to to the front men. Um, we like to get crosses in into the box, and, and in recent weeks we have been creating a lot of chances. You know, 22 shots against Plymouth. I think we had. 15 shots against Oxford as well. So we are we are creating chances. Our problem is he's converting those chances. You know, 22 shots and only scoring four goals. And only, um, it's not a, you know, we need, we need a better conversion rate rate than that. So uh, we'll certainly give you a, give you a good game. Like I said, we're not just going to, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely take it, take it to you. But um, I'm just looking as well. It's, uh, it'll be Morecambe's first trip to, to Hillsborough, won't it? This certainly uh, well. Tuesday. It's one. It's one that we're really looking forward to. I think from a fan's point of view, I, I don't think there's any players in our squad who will have played at Hillsborough before either. So it, it's certainly one that we're looking forward to. Um, one of many reasons that we wanted to get promoted into League One, I suppose, was was for these great away days. We've had several already, and this is, I think, is another one. Regardless of the result, of course, we desperately need points to to pull clear of the bottom four. We're under no illusion about how difficult the game's going to be, of course. But I think from a fan's point of view, 
when you are stuck in lead team and you have to go to some, well, let's say less desirable grounds, you know, you go to yeah. Crawley, Stevenage, I could name a number of League Two clubs, I'm sure you could as well, James, where the facilities aren't perhaps the level that we are used to in, in high divisions. These are the days out that we that, that, that we really look forward to. I think we're a bit disappointed that it, it's not on a Saturday rearranged from international breaks, of course, but uh, we'll still take a, a fair contingent. I think we're really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, no disrespect to the you know smaller clubs but um i think that works to to their advantage and it's something that we've we've struggled with this season um you know when when you know when when, when teams come and you know i know you've used the word like big day out and think and things like that but it, it is and obviously our fan our players and fans are, are used to playing at hillsborough week in week out you know we should make the um make it an advantage to us but sometimes it works against us you know if teams come to us and you know and are pressing and, and close us down early, early on you know it, it can get hostile at Hillsborough when you've got 20 odd thousand fans you know there's no you know under no illusion that you know the expectation like I said is to, is to go straight back up I think we, I think we need to we've been brought as I said, brought down a peg or two and, and we perhaps uh, need to realize that it's not just not just as easy as that especially when you've I've, I've mentioned some of those clubs earlier that that have failed to get out of this mm. out of this division um it, you know teams do make it hard for us and and we've got to, we've got to find a way of uh, find a way of breaking them down where do you see our dangers then James I suppose you're going to say Cole Stockton to get 20 goals at this point of the season for any player at any club is some achievement. I'm, we are crossing fingers, toes, everything that we can cross, that he is still going to be a Morecambe player come Tuesday morning. As far as I'm aware, as we record this podcast on uh, Thursday lunchtime, he very much is a Morecambe player. There are still several days to go to the end of the transfer window, of course. So we are hoping that he is going to be facing you on Tuesday. And if he does, all being well, You've got to be wary of him. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Like I said, you, you know, you don't score that many goals, and I dare say, I mean, I've not looked, I've not looked, um, you know, too in depth, but I dare say, you know, in terms of chances, you, you don't create, the, you know, a massive amount of chances. So he's converting the, the chances that he does get, which is which is a worry. If you give him a sniff, then then I'll grab a goal. Um, the, the fact that we, we've signed two centre backs, obviously on loan, uh, which is probably you know. If you'd have played as probably last week, uh, I would have, I would have been more concerned. Obviously, we haven't seen what the the two centre backs are like, but at least we've got you know recognised players playing in the in, in the positions that they should be playing in. It has been a case of, you know, round pegs in square holes kind of thing uh, b- before that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that um, that they'd be able to nullify uh, Stockton's threat, but I'm you know I'm, I'm sure. The, the fact that you've already beaten us once this this season, I think we can't take take you too too lightly. Um, like I said, we, we've played better against the sides that that do come in and give us a game. Uh, I'm not saying that Morecambe aren't going to come and give us a game, but I'm sure where you are in the in the league, you know, picking up a point will be a will be a massive point, especially away from home. Yeah. So the way that you're going to set up, you're not going to come. I, I, you know, I dare say you're not going to come at us like. A Wigan or a Sunderland or a Rotherham, and and really go for the the three points. I'm sure you'd be more conservative, a bit more of a smash and grab, and that's kind of what happened at the Mazuma, and uh, and we didn't know what to what to do and and how to break you down. So we've got to be wary of that. I mean, if you get a 
what one statistic for you is that um, when we go behind, we've we very rarely um, come back to win. I think once. We've done that once so far in maybe two, three seasons, I think it is. That was against MK Dons this season. We've we've yet to do that away from home since we played Birmingham four years ago, I think it was. Wow. So if you score first, we we've like I said, then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem. We'll, it's unlikely for us to uh, for us to win. Really looking forward to the game, James. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy man, so it is really appreciated. No prediction, problem. Anytime. Prediction time then, James. I, you're going to say home win on Tuesday. Of course you are, I suppose. Uh, so prediction for Tuesday. And can Wednesday get sneak into the top six this season? Uh, so I, obviously we hate doing the predictions. It's always... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody says that. I know. I've, I've, I've got to go for a home win. My, my philosophy is win your home games, try and pick as many points up as you can away from home. Um, under no illusion that, you know, you sit 21st, that would be crazy for me to say that, that I'm not hoping to pick up three points. Um, the fact that we've strengthened his um, defence up, I hope that that kind of um, <clears throat> stops us from conceding as many goals, 11 goals conceded in the last four games. That needs to stop sooner rather than later. Um, I'm going to go for uh, a 2-0 home win. I'm going to go for. In terms of uh, can we get into the top six, why not? Um, like I said, we haven't played great football all season and we're still within a shout. We're only six points off with, with a game in hand. Um, the, yeah, there's no reason why we can't get in that top six. There's only Wigan that's running away with it. Everyone else is 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 dropping points left, right, and centre. If we can put a good run together, we've got a busy a busy schedule. This Saturday marks uh, ten games in thirty three days for yep, us. Time for us. playing Saturday, Tuesday every yep. every week throughout the whole of February. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, come late February, I think we'll have a, a better idea of where we're gonna where we're gonna finish. It could be we could still be within, within a chance. Equally so, we could be well out of it and uh, and that could be our season over. Really looking forward to getting to Hillsborough on Tuesday. James, thank you so Great much stuff. for your time. Give us the plug, the sales pitch one more time. Wednesday till I die, where can we find out about that? Yeah, it's the Wednesday Till I Die podcast uh, on all uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, we're also on, on social media as well. So you can just search uh, WTID pod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. It's a fantastic listen. James, thanks once again. Uh, Good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, I do hope you get in the playoffs. I genuinely mean that. Uh, But of course, after Tuesday. (laughs) No problem. Cheers, Dave. And uh, yeah, we hope you, we hope more can stay up this season as well. Fingers crossed, James. We we, we are going to, we are giving it everything we've got. If, If the last few performances are anything to go by, we've got every chance every chance we'll probably get wallop 5-0 now I've said that but we we have played we seem to be playing in the last few games with a, a renewed vigour and quality uh, so hopefully that is going to continue and uh, fingers crossed we can pull clear James thank you so much and uh, good luck for the season cheers Dave thank you very much mate a massive thanks to James Mappin the host of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast for the full lowdown on all things Sheffield Wednesday ahead of the Shrimps trip to Hillsborough this coming Tuesday And of course, Beyond Radio, as ever, will bring you full uninterrupted commentary of the game. We'll be live on Beyond Radio on FM and DAB Plus Digital Radio. Myself, Dave Salmon, joined by Abby Rodwell on co-commentary for the build-up, team news and the whole game live will be on air from 7.30 on Beyond Radio. And of course, via iFollow Shrimps as well. 
Thanks very much indeed for your company and, of course, your ears on this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. We always appreciate your downloads and your subscriptions. Take care, and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.